and you thought vinyl left. You're listening to the Vinyl Community Podcasts. Everything vinyl. Hey, buddies. Concert buddy. Thank you for joining us for another episode here on Vinyl Community Podcasts. Before we launch into our feature presentation, I wanted to take a moment to share with you a valuable resource that I personally employ to help shape, expand, and enhance my own record collection. Thanks to friend of the show, Billy Hurst, and his shop, Riverbend Records, it's never been easier to find highly desirable, collectible, and even rare, used, or new records at really affordable prices. Every Monday at 6 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Eastern, Billy and team host a selling experience on the store's Facebook page, Riverbend Records Official, that features pieces that you don't find easily out in the wild. Now, I've shopped through this platform for some time now, and several things stand out to me. First and foremost, very reasonable pricing. Feel free to pull up Discogs, eBay, what have you, during the broadcasts, and you'll see their prices are market-friendly and often well below market comps. There's a great selection. You'll see records here that don't come up for sale often in genres like metal, country, European imports. It's an endless list. In terms of grading, it's amazing grading at this shop. These guys are collectors first, so they grade like they are adding these pieces to their own collections. There's no fuzzy lines or gray areas. If a record has a split or a tear on the jacket, they tell you up front. Super transparent. It's clean, clean, clean wax. Every record in their store is ultrasonically cleaned, ready for their debut on your own turntable right out of the package. And let me tell you about packaging. These guys use great mailers to ship your records. They're strong, they're sturdy, they're brand new mailers, no recycled, reused mailers here, and they ship at very affordable, reasonable pricing. If you buy one record, if you buy five, they all ship for the same flat pricing. Yes! Regardless where you find yourself in your collecting journey, Monday nights with Riverbend are a great way to spend your time, your money, and your efforts tracking down elusive, hard-to-find pieces to make your collection sound better than ever. Join us in your sweatpants or no pants, no judgment here, all from the comfort of your own device of choice. I hope to see some new faces on Mondays in the gallery and tell them Concert Buddy sent you. I mean, I'll see you there, but you know what I mean. Concert Buddy here, joined by Jason Rojas. We've got Jose Moreno also joining us with a, a really great light. This is probably the best light, Jose, I think I've ever seen you. And this is a, this no, is awesome. I'll lower it, I guess. No, no, you're good. I'm just giving you trouble, buddy. And then <laughs> Arnaldo over at Fidelios underscore frequency also joining us. So I think we've got a, hey a good, good group. We may have a couple other folks dropping in to kind of join us in the conversation, but let's just kind of kick it off. There's some interesting stuff to talk about. Uh, again, current events, very generic uh, opener, but one of the things that's kind of being talked about, live streams, people doing videos on it, and Jason, we'll kind of kick it off with you since you have some of these, is those Marley, Bob Marley reissues from Jamaica. Let's You, you, you want to go get them? Yeah, let me go get them. All right, go get them. All right, all right. So while he's doing that, Jose and Arnaldo, what, I mean, have you seen? Oh, oh you've got one. Arnaldo, have you, have I, you dug into this thing? I'll, I'll, let, I'll let Jason break out the news first. Oh, oh. Uh-oh. I, I guess my... Because my, it's because of him that I got it. Oh, oh. It, this happens a lot with the, the power of the vinyl community and YouTube is that, at least for me, if, I, if somebody else has something that I'm on the fence about, it kind of pushes me over that line to kind of go check it out. 
Uh, and I, I my my uh, my this is gonna be my. Uh, did you now? Did you order those directly from the Marley website? Uh, I guess it's not the Marley website, but at the Our tough gong. Tough gong. Got it. Got it. Got um, it. Uh, my understanding is that they still have a few copies of Exodus, actually. Well, that's actually a very interesting sideways question I have because you know that we, we were we were told that these were limited edition we were given a number what 3500 yes 3500 each I but I'm but I'm kind of questioning that number because you know all um, impressions were these sold out right away or at least with Rossman it took a little bit but when it was sold out the impression I was under was it's gone it's gone but hearing that there's still copies available Jose that's not the first time I've heard that it, it, it sounds like yeah. Either somebody's not good with a calculator, or <laughs> maybe they don't. Maybe there's unnumbered copies. Are your copies numbered, Jose? Have you opened them? Oh yeah. So for example, mine. I have other UHQRs that I can bring here. I guess um, there's some dogs outside. If you can hear, I'll shut the door. But this one normally they come with like a little sticker here. If you buy them from um, um, the acoustic sounds shop, but they didn't come with anyone. And the actual numbers of the jackets in here are actually very high, like for mine. This is 3,153. So, so it's still technically under that 3,500 threshold. Yes. What, okay. what I will say is this. I don't know what the deal with with uh, Tough Song was, actually. But I do know that, for example, if they promised 20% of the copies, that's still 700 copies. I know for a fact that they're going to be slower at selling them, especially since. So there's a Facebook group that I'm guessing everybody here is very familiar with for like acoustic sounds, uh, like a fan club for acoustic sounds. Sure. That sounds familiar. I'm, I'm part of that. And there's someone that was actually in Jamaica and they took a photo of Tough Gong's, they have like a store or whatever. I saw that, yeah. Well, I, they had like a, a shelf. Basically, they, they just fitted, it's just for like t-shirts or whatever. They had to just have them stacked them inside. And they had both titles. So my understanding is that they were probably advice not to sell them off like all on the website maybe just try to keep some hold some back okay well that, that would make sense just for the shop i guess like if you if you go to jamaica right now they're probably still there but i'm like i know for a fact that the rest of my vibrations is sold out already from like uh their mail in order but if you still email them you might get Exodus based on like this for lack of a better word gift shop. They still may have physical copies around they, they do Yeah, but at least Exodus they do have copies to sell to you and it's actually I don't know anybody here, but you bought it Jason you bought it from uh, acoustic sounds, right? Which one? Uh, Exodus and rest of my vibrations Yeah, Chad got me <laughs> <laughs> do you Remember how much you, you, you paid like uh, with shipping you remember how much you pay with shipping? Uh, I think it was like one forty total. Yeah. Yeah, but, I think it, yeah, mine was almost like one fifty. Same. Yeah, mine was about one fifty as well. With so mine was actually I, I shipped it to a US address in Texas and it was around one fifty. So they're probably it was like fifteen dollars 
I actually bought them together, like a lot of months later on, Rastaman Vibrations. So, because um, very vaguely, well, not vaguely, but Chad mentioned that you could uh, email them and get those copies, like one time in like one video, mm. for like a brief second. And you know, Jose, sorry to interrupt, because yep. you said that, I actually emailed them. Oh, yep. and it took them three weeks and says, yes, we have a few <laughs> So I'm like, okay. And they were, they said, oh, well, email us your, your details, like your shipping, and we'll yeah, send you right. an invoice. So it took about a week. I got a response with the invoice with the link to pay. It, it's, it seemed very shady. Like, no, no, it was so nondescript. You click the link and then it took me, I think their fulfillment is based yeah. off of Universal's um, system because that's what it looked like. It was very familiar. Um, and that was a week ago and I haven't gotten a shipment notification. So I'm still like up in the air. I don't know if it was legit. Look, I, I can show you. I can show you the actual thing. I don't have my address here or whatever, but uh, it's like this is the this is the shipping thing, and and yes, it says yes, it was very similar. It was very similar to that. Okay, it so says two hundred dollars discount of sixty five dollars, subtotal one thirty five, shipping eighteen, taxes none. And Jose, one Jose can you put that up closer? I need to see the last four of your credit card on that. <laughs> it went to a Jamaican prince. Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. But what's interesting is they're actually shipping them from Florida. Or something like that. So I'm guessing they just packed everything, went to Florida. I'm not saying they don't have them in Jamaica, but they were like shipping them from the U.S. But um, I, I, I also thought it was a little shady at first. Because, you know, just send an email somewhere and like, hey, can you invoice me? Sure, sure. And it's not even PayPal. I think it's just like straight up just your card. And, um, yeah, they, they, they took a while for me to to reply. But uh, it was not as bad as Arnaldo's. Like, I, I think mine was like a week. And <laughs> no, it was, it was like almost three weeks. I I lost hope. I was like, ah, I think I was going to throw my leg with this whole email thing. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know what what he's talking about. Then they responded. So yeah, I, I mean it's like well, I know for a fact that uh, anywhere else it was very expensive, but at least to the U.S. they um, it was eighteen dollars, which I don't think it's it was bad at all. And um, so maybe you can still get them. I, I guess Arnaldo will tell us in like two months from now. <laughs> And, and this is actually a copy that I'm going to keep. Um, yes. Maybe I will gift it to someone that is very special, that doesn't have it, that really loves Marley, because right. I already have my copy from like a month ago. Okay. So, so Jason, before you show us some of these Marley-specific reissues, while, while you're getting them, I, I pose the question because my, my gut tells me that this 3,500 number on these UHQRs, for example, it I just don't, I'm not saying I don't believe it, but something's off there because the, the impression I got from the website overload on Exodus mm -hmm. to, you know, the, the, the communication, the calls to action coming from Salina or Salina, Kansas, I probably don't even know how to pronounce it right. It really gave the impression that these were gone, gone. But then you hear these stories like Jose is talking about, you hear about the just email a random email, like obviously Arnaldo's <laughs> kind of doing right now. It's probably some kind of 
glo global kind of situation going on, but hopefully it's not uh, taken from us on, in handcuffs. But all that said, do you think that they probably have more than 3,500? I think they do. And, you know, here's, here's I'll lay it out for you. Any, any manufacturing situation, you're going to have overrun because you're going to have defective product, right? And usually, as you guys probably have some of these copies, usually when it's a numbered record or numbered anything, limited edition, there'll be unnumbered copies as replacements, right? So, so I fully expect there to be more than 3,500. Now, it used to be back in the day, Fallout was about 5% of production run. Maybe it's 10% now because they're just trying to pump these things out like widgets. But still, that's not a lot that seems like if you really need a copy, it's not that hard to get a copy. So, Jason, do you think that there are considerably more than 3,500 of these UHQRs? Yes, there is, because if there's any damages to any of them, right, then you have to have a backup, say, you're going to estimate what 30, so you said there's 35, right? So I would assume you go half, that would be damaged, mm. or a quarter of them would be damaged to replace, because you've heard that people are getting unnumbered copies. Well, we got, so Vinyl Mine right here, he, he's yeah. saying my Exodus UHQR is non-numbered, so exactly what we're talking about. I, I think they, were, they had, like, copies that they put up, that were like backed order or something like that. They they set a like a something like that, and they fulfill them. I'm guessing. I'm guessing that a lot of people. They're coming for you, Jose. They <laughs> the secret oh, out. <laughs> Sorry, this is a uh, this is Latin America. It's gonna get uh, uh, noisy outside. But I think that yes, there are gonna be a lot of copies that are gonna get damaged. But since they're starting to ship the records outside of the jackets. I think that's gonna get a little lower than before, and um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know if they can sell the copies that are unnumbered. Sometimes they're also, <laughs> I think, sometimes they are for like promotion sake. Because I know Mo Five, uh, I've gotten some records that got damaged, and when they uh, send it back, they don't have a number on the that's back. Right. Right, right, and that makes complete sense to me. But so I fully expect there to be some damage replacement built into that number. But it sure feels like a lot more than thirty-five hundred. That's just my gut feel based on what I've read, what I'm hearing from other channels and other collectors. And and it kind of it doesn't make me mad, but it it, it does kind of lose some of that luster because you're one of the things you're buying is exclusivity and, and limited edition. And then you know yeah. there's more of them out there. So anyway, so yeah, that was a sideways walk we took. But let's get back to the the tough gong. Jamaican plant reissue. So, Jason, I think you were the first that I saw anyone of anyone in YouTube that I follow to show one of these. So, what, what has been your experience? Because I think there's been a misperception that people were expecting audiophile quality records coming from this startup plant, and they're they're very upset that they're uh, they're not getting flat records and etc. So, what's been your impression so far? Only get this one. Only get this one. Why? Because it has the Jamaican mix. So which one do you have up there for, for the people listening at home? This is Catch a Fire. Catch a Fire. Okay. Mm -hmm. The one. So Arnaldo's holding to Catch a Fire as well. And what's the Jamaican mix for people like me that we don't know? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So let me back up. So when Bob Marley and the Whalers recorded this record, um, it was very organic. And then Chris Blackwell of Island Records, who they were signed to, in the UK was like, this isn't good enough. So he asked a couple session musicians to over overdub guitar and uh, organ on it. So that is the version that was released, right? So this 
-hmm. original Jamaican mix was never released until the deluxe CD that came out, I think, in the late 90s, early 2000s, right? And then eventually this thing came out on vinyl, that mix um, on, a, on a Japanese pressing, I think in, let me find out here, let me get that lighter cover. Um, <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, so, so for the visually impaired, if you're listening to this on the podcast, Jason now has an original that was a, how would you describe that? It's a uh, creative use of packaging that it's a lighter, an actual flip lighter? Yes. Yeah, so let me, it actually originally came in this lighter cover. Okay. So that's an original original. Okay. What? Yeah. The cover is, but like eventually like they decided to put out that 26, you can see that says original Jamaican version. Got it. Okay. In 2016, they decided to put that mix that was on a CD, like a deluxe CD of this Catch Fire, and then they put it on the vinyl. Ah, right? I see. And then this thing is selling for I don't know two hundred dollars. Wow. Okay. How long ago? I, I remember seeing like um, represses of how how long did it that version came out? So 2016, and I think like maybe I have to say they repressed this, the just Jamaican version. I think like three years ago near the pandemic or the start of it and that thing sold out so here's the thing they oversold tough gong oversold this right another second pressing of this right and then suddenly i got an email from tough gong hey don't worry we got you we're gonna send you this i'm like what why are you sending it to my old address what are you doing so i was like writing tough gong like don't do this i'm like Done. Abort, abort. <laughs> yeah, don't send it. Send it to this address. They're like, sorry, bro. You know, it's like we've been we've been getting too high with the customer service. <laughs> no, no, no. I need good customer service. I need it from this guy. You know. <laughs> so anyway, I got it sorted out by doing a trick. You know, because uh, you can actually change the well using usps you can change the address for what twenty dollars or something like to extend that so they are going to send like they're moving the my second copy of this catch a fire to me in minneapolis wow so not, you know Check you out. so how's how's the sound quality been are you are you happy with it is it what you expected are you mildly disappointed where do you where do you land I have very low expectations of this, but to have this mix and you're not going to pay $200 is great, you know? Okay. Um, but is this better than this, you know? The answer is no, right? You want to take this and just light it up. <laughs> yeah. Be honest with you. Uh, Jose, you're on mute. All right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, to me, like, this is totally worth it at the price point, but between $25, $35, like, this is totally worth it. This will, this is selling out. Like, everybody I know, like, who's, like, trying to buy this, they're like, I don't see this. I see the other ones. I'm like, uh-oh. I got, I was telling you today, Jason, I got the last copy at Rough Trade. Uh-huh. And they no longer have it listed on their website. Oh, Amazon. wow. Okay. Amazon sold out. Yeah. Um, so everybody in the know knows that this is the. Hey, if you're watching this live stream, you just got some insider information. So there's a value <laughs> to being on the Thursday night live stream. Just saying, just saying. And uh, I, I mean, at least there's a version out there right now happening. So, yeah, I think that we, we everybody here buys uh, audio file pressings, but I guess that in the long run, I'm just happy that some records just get you know made right. Yeah. So then that's something, I guess. 
So Jason, uh, what what did you notice? Like, was it the the vinyl quality was better on the Japanese? Is it the sound? Do you think it was a mastering sound that you know may have influenced it? It's. I think it's a little bit of all of those because the Japanese pressing, like I know that they pressed either on like 180 or 200, and they just it's got a quieter no, noise floor. They took their time on it, you know. Wow, Tough Gong. I don't know, Chance. If you can show that link I gave you, like, uh, can you do that and show that guy trying to press records in Tough Gong? Not great, Chance. Yeah, hang on. Let's see if I can figure this out. Hold. Play. Oh my goodness. Oh boy. So hang you on. have to go there and then later on, I guess, put it on another screen and then share that. Yeah, know. let me do that. See, we're at we're just some technology stuff going on, but we got this. This is for the the folks watching, the folks listening at home. Sorry, you're just gonna have to hear us eloquently describe it, but. Let's go here. I'm going to present this one. Let's go share screen. All right, here we go. So, is it from the press implant? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I don't know about that guy. He doesn't look like a. He doesn't look like a, a, a well tenured member of the Pressing Plant Association <laughs> of Jamaica. Yeah. It just looked like a welding machine. <laughs> So now it's making a lot more sense about these quality control issues that are kind of bubbling up uh, from the places I'm reading. But uh, what do I know? I mean, I mean this is a, isn't it the first time they press records for like the longest time? Yeah, I mean, maybe they got their advice from Chad GPT, you know, like, Chad GPT, how do I press records? I don't know. Ask this guy, right? Just ask this guy. <laughs> so this was supposed to be that other... I was trying to submit this for vinyl community casting. Like, you should use this. And he, it's like, no, dude, uh, that'll ruin my uh, my channel. Like, <laughs> Instagram, like, no, dude, this is the one. This this is the channel. This is exactly the spirit of that uh, Instagram. Yeah. Right. So yeah. he refused. So that's another story, Chance. We won't go there. No, I, think, I think the, the uh, just deviating a little bit, talking about uh, Acoustic Sounds website, I think it really does need a little makeup because it's just Jose. There is no one in God's green earth who disagrees with that statement, and and I don't know, I don't know. It, it is it is the worst. It's not, I wouldn't even say kept secret. It's just the worst known entity, probably in the community at large. Because and right. and to his credit or his detriment, Ted Kassam has almost doubled down on the America Online 1999 interface that. Apparently, like Space Jam. Have you, have you ever <laughs> the Space Jam website is still up? It's sort of like that, right? Uh, but have, you, have you noticed how many times you have to log in when you're browsing it between uh, pages? Uh, you look at your cart, you look at your wish list, you look at your order history, you have to log, log in. in every time. Yeah, it's it's so user experience, UE, UI, user interface, how, whatever you want to call it, it's a general staple of e commerce, particularly now. and you know, maybe one of these days our friends in uh, Salina will get there. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, service unavailable. That's exactly right. My, I, I guess, I guess the the website doesn't have a lot of stuff up. What it takes a lot of space is the vault thing, because they have like one copy of everything most of the times. So, yeah, especially the, the vinyl vault. Yeah, the vinyl vault. Yeah, it's just. I, we, could, I, we, we could have a whole show on the vinyl vault, I think. Yes. At, least, at least my experience. Maybe you guys, I mean, it's it's a very, it's a great idea, but I've never bought anything from the, have you guys ever bought anything from the vinyl vault? Jose? No. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I did. I actually did. And it, that's when the prices were cheap. And then I tried to get this one where I thought it was going to 
be a deal. And then they wrote me, sorry, man, like we don't have that record. So we'll refund you the money, but don't worry. You're still going to get that Exodus. So it's like, I actually have a, a question about the, um, uh, the vinyl vault. So he, Chad did a video like two days ago saying, Oh, the, uh, OJC's the original jazz. Mm -hmm. Yep. They're going up in price right before we're going to put them up. So my question is, did they put them up as well? Or did they had like, I'm just, we're going to put them regular. I, I want to know. I haven't checked, but I thought it was a re weird. Uh, so I watched <laughs> Jose, I watched the same video and yeah. here's what I'll say. I think there's truth in his statement. Did they literally just decide to press the Coltrane and Miles Davis OJCs again right before Chad did that video in the same week? No. Those have been on pre-order for several weeks. Yeah, I yeah. think we have to remember, and I'm, this is not a negative comment, this is just an observation, is that they're in the business to sell records. Yeah. And I think that anything they can to increase interest in the titles – I totally don't begrudge them for that, but those have been on pre-order for at least a month. Yeah, I <laughs> Jose, yeah. you have to trust him. He looks—he's a nice—he's a nice guy. He's there to help you. <laughs> he's there to help you. He, has, he has like a cool background now that he does his videos on, like original Bob Marley uh, marketing poster, whatever it is. I—I I feel that the. There, I know there's a lot of people that buy must buy from the vinyl vault, but. My experience has been that there's some titles that I really would like to buy. Sure. For example, there's the they have a copy of um, Dead Man Walking, the soundtrack. Like, oh, that's rare, yeah. And but they have it for at least a hundred, like not, maybe not a hundred, but like fifty dollars more than Discogs. Like, not even medium, just like straight up, but mm, highest, yeah. more expensive. And um, it's just something that I don't know if it's worth it. Just to get like used vinyl for like fifty dollars more, just because it's on a website that I trust. I mean, I, I probably trust Discogs as much as I would, sure. you know, one of their websites. I, I mean, not really, but <laughs> well, I mean, before ordered, you know, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go for it. Go I for ordered. It. I ordered once from the Vinyl Vault when he had that huge collection of classic records come in. I think it was like over a year ago, mm -hmm. and. Okay, I was like, I'll pull the trigger on the Led Zeppelin. And looks like it went through, and then I get an email that canceled it. That, that, oh. that, 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 that is a big challenge. Well, like, like Jose said, it's like there's probably one or two copies, and their website can't oh. keep track of the inventory. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's what happened with the Exodus. Well, I'm sure you guys have ordered from Amoeba online presence before, right? Oh, horrible website as well. Well, ho well hor horrible website, but I'll give them credit when it sells, it sells. And I think that yeah. to me is the first, that should be the first thing that gets improved on a website that has challenged inventory tracking, let's say, right? Like when it sells, it sells because exactly Jason gave an example, Arnaldo gave an example that you guys were trying to buy something, thought you bought something. And then you get the so sorry. It's easy to apologize, but it, at some point, don't you want to have trust <laughs> of your customers that yeah. see it, buy it, get it? I, I don't think that's too much to ask. And again, our accounts are probably going to be shut off from Acoustic Sounds at 8 a.m. tomorrow. <laughs> but 
but no, we're we're just we're, we're just trying to give constructive feedback because we want yeah. to support you know what you guys do. But come that's on. the reason why I don't I don't put my name there. It's my channel name. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Jason, Jason and Jose, you know, if you guys yeah. need acoustic sounds, talk to us afterwards. Yeah. No, no, well, prepaid for Steely Dan. Come on. No, that's no. true. Yeah, they're going to ship those and then cut you off for sure. <laughs> I I think that uh, my. I buy from them, you know. I, I like their pressings, of course. I like their records. I like the things they do. But yeah, the website throws me off. It's like, have you ever tried to buy like from independent uh, record stores and they have the same template that you put like a name? It's just like The Cure or whatever band, and there's like a thousand things come up yes. on list, and they don't have any, any of them. <laughs> any of them. You can you can go like click no click no click no. And you gotta go back 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 back. It's so. This cool. is to me. This is going to be part of the. I'm not going to call it the vinyl wars, but the websites that delineate from having a bet a good inventory tracking system. And I'm going to name a couple. Plaidroom Records is very good. Yeah. High Voltage is very good, and they have not only that, but they have a good user interface, and yeah. they put used vinyl. It's a trifecta of success. Mike Mike Ingroove has a pretty good site. I don't. I wish he had more of his used vinyl available to the masses. He could even have the gold membership thing. But give us the shekels, you know what I mean? Like, but to me, the trifecta is you have a lot of your inventory count works, user interface is good, and you have a good variety. And I don't, it's, it's a three headed monster. You wouldn't think it'd be that hard. And like you said, Jose, Amoeba, arguably the biggest independent record store out there, at least top three, top five. The yeah. website is not easy to navigate, but at least they have the inventory piece down. I'll give them that. The variety and selection outside of new stuff hit or miss. I mean, they only change it ever so often, but anyway, so, all right. So I think we've beat the uh, Marley topic to death here, but um, so another topic that's kind of been making the rounds is Pink Floyd has reissued dark side 50th anniversary. It sounds like they've, at least the people who have been shipping it in the videos and folks I've talked to, at least they're getting to the end recipients. Well, there's not a lot of broken boxes, split scenes, all that kind of stuff, but I've heard some questionable feedback. First of all, does anybody here have that 50th anniversary reissue? Did anybody order that? I Good. did not. Unanimous. Perfect. I didn't either. And it sounds like that was probably the right move. If you've watched David Bianco did a nice review video, he compared it against three other types. Um, I forget. There's another channel. I watch it. But so if none of us have listened to that piece or gotten that piece, Jason, I do know you did get the, in conjunction with that, they also released the set was it 74 Wembley performance. So it was right in that dark side era. And they I, I believe it's in the box set, but you could buy it separately, which I thought was a smart move. So there I it think is. anything anything in the box that you can get separately. Okay. No, except for the fiftieth uh, anniversary. Oh, so you can't buy oh, can? the only way it's an exclusive. Okay. That's limited to the box set. Us plebes, right? <laughs> Plebeians, you know. Sure. These peasants could only get this thing or the book, right? You know, but this is like a great value to get this, right? Um, I think I've stated this before. The music cheap. I know that you can buy that separately. Like produced by Pink Floyd. I think Pink Floyd's only two dudes, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, right now you think like probably incorporates like Richard Wright's uh, state or whatever. I don't know. Probably. Well, I mean, this is not like, you know, they're going to get Richard White, you know, Wright's daughter, like Giles Martin, to do this remix. Sure. Right, right, right. Come right, on right. now. Of no course. nepotism in Pink Floyd, I hope. Come on. No, no, no. No, 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 no nepo discussion here. Come on. No, no. <laughs> but yeah, this is great. Again, I think this cost me, I think, what, 30? 30, 30 bucks, 30? I think. 
Yeah. Ballpark, yeah. MSRP is about 30, yeah. And it, um, I recommended people to get this because they do that, uh, what is it? They, uh, I think there's that voice talk over about like, you know, having anxiety or something. And they chose the one where the guy's saying the F word and they just relube it. And it's oh, the nice. best thing to hear when you get this record. You're like, oh my gosh, that is hilarious. Like if <laughs> you can imagine yourself, I mean, I wasn't born at that time or whatever, you know, like a teenager when this album came out, but it really puts you in that place. Like they're goofing with you, right? You know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they're putting that like voiceover on a loop and you're at the concert and you're like, man, this is going to be the best ever. And they're being very funny about it. Mm. You know? So this is totally worth getting. So here, here's here's my thought, and I'll, ask, I'll open it up to you guys, too. Live albums, for me, are hit or miss. You know, obviously, it depends on the recording source. You know what I mean? Um, the mastering, all, all the usual bells and whistles, right? But if it wasn't recorded properly in Inception, you're kind of you're fighting the, the, the headwinds of releasing a good title. So you've listened to it, Jason. Do you think they did a nice job with how they put this all together? Yeah, they did. Okay. Because they okay. care. Okay. <laughs> but, I mean, I think they... They did this on the immersion. This is from the immersion box set that came out, I think, two days oh, really? ago. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, it's the same. It's the same show. Yeah. From the immersion. Yeah. So you have it already. <laughs> huh? Well, I don't have the immersion box that a friend did. So when, how clever the way they marketed it. They they did not. No, they, they never fire anywhere that it was the content of the of the show was already available. See that's news to me. Like correct, well, yeah. yeah. So it was, but only on CD, right? So this right, is right, right. Okay, put it on vinyl. So. That concert has been. Uh, it was a big bootleg at the time. Yes. My the reason that I was very bummed out about the this release is that my personal era of Pink Floyd that I enjoy the most. I think everybody here has heard me uh, talk about it uh, before, but uh, for those out there. I'm one of those guys that really liked Pink Floyd before Dark Side of the Moon. You know what, mm -hmm. uh, Jose, lighten up. Just lighten uh, up. Oh, here's the light. I'll say this. I'll say this. <laughs> I, I really, if you look at, up the, the bootleg, it's actually on YouTube. You can watch the whole concert. They took out Echoes. They play after they did all the Dark Side of the Moon. They did Echoes. And and I would really would have loved if they just made like a, you know, like a, Two records set and put a little of of that echoes because to be honest, like I enjoy Adam Hart Mother is my favorite Pink Floyd record. So why? Just because they seem to be trying to push the envelope way more than they were trying to do. They started up, you know, when the Canterbury prog scene was like happening and, and all of this, and they were all trying to do like a lot of different stuff. And when Adam, Adam Hart Mother starts. You can actually think, oh, you know what? Like they're really trying to do this long piece orchestration, and you can see the the, the gears moving and think, you know what? They're up to something. Then they release metal and they release echoes, and and that song is just mind-blowingly incredible. You know, because there's not a lot of like effects going on, but I really enjoy <laughs> that period. So I think. That uh, I would I would have really loved if they included uh, echoes. But so, so, so for the folks listening, because this will go on the podcast next week, we're joined now by the illustrious Norman Masloff, who is opening my thank you note to him for opening up his home. 
to me last week and my family. But there's 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 no white powder in there. Don't I was worry. looking for a, oh. I was looking for a check, like when you're you're oh. sends you a check. <laughs> negative, negative. It's, a, it, it's actually an invoice. It's an invoice for the starving kids in Jamaica. The tough gong factory workers are not being paid enough, and we need to we need to support them. We're sending over our best and brightest to support them right now. I'm gonna cry. This is gonna make me cry. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> man they're, they're coming in like woodwork uh tim is coming this weekend he like let's you know you've opened you've opened the floodgates of hospitality so i'd like to think i was there at the beginning of this Do you, anybody anybody here bought this one when it came out the uh, later years the pink floyd yes oh. I have a huge box set, by the way. The, the CD. Let me see the cover. Let me. Is that the which one's that the cover? Um, it's just Nick Mason and oh, and oh, yeah. and David Gilmore. This is a live record as well. If you buy the the huge box set for the like the CDs and Blu-rays, I mean the, the first one, the sixty-eight to seventy-two one. Uh, no, this is that's this oh. is the later years. Oh no, it's I have that. Like, I have the first one of that. Yeah, yeah the, the earlier years. Yeah. The earlier is a way better for me yeah. than that's this my, box that's set. My, that's my... And I'll say this. This is an amazingly beautiful box set, but it gets repetitive so fast because every concert they do, it's the same set of songs. If you like Pulse, get ready for five more concerts with the same thing. Sure. It's amazing. You, it's like 4K resolution and you like beautiful stuff. But it just get a little tired because at the end they were just doing this. I love Division Bell. That's one of my top three Pink Floyd records, I think. Mm -hmm. um, really? Yeah. Why not? It's it's doesn't have any hits at all. It's sort of like Exile on Main Street. That it's like a great album, probably. Oh, Exile is a great. Exile is the base, the best cocaine fueled album ever made. You think? Next to Rumors. But, <laughs> but I, I I really like that period because it just doesn't make sense that they would do like a great record after doing a momentary lapse of reasons because that's a I really don't like that record but I was so I was surprised but again Pink Floyd does have a lot of live things like everybody doesn't like Ogmaguma but I like Ogmaguma to me this is like peak Pink Floyd it's just I, I mean the yeah. studio the studio part it's necessary if you didn't have this weird stuff and Nick Mason doing drums with his his wife, I think, and Richard Wright doing stuff, and Manchester uh, Meadows is beautiful. Yeah, it's a it's a yeah the the Gilmore, yeah. and then you have like the Roger Waters doing the weird vocal stuff that uh, that I actually enjoy. If that stuff didn't happen, like Echoes would not exist, and then all the other stuff wouldn't have existed. I I like Dark Side of the Moon, but it's, I think the journey to there, it's a little more interesting because they really map it out. And it's like a, and you can see their progression as a band starting out like very, not childish, but like the lyrics that Sid Barrett, I love Sid Barrett. You know, it's just a different ball game. And then how they progress just from one record to the other. I think it's, very cool. So I would have really liked if for this live stuff they had actually released the whole concert. Because it just doesn't make sense just to have the 
just is a small piece of the puzzle as opposed to yeah. the whole, right? Yeah. Just capture the whole time they were doing it live and have this, you know, I think it would have been a little bit better. That's that's my take on it. No, so, you have to wait for the super duper deluxe. Well, that, well that's, that's it. So, Jason, you raise a good point. So, we'll put a bow on this Floyd talk and we'll move to the next topic here. But before we do, so now this box set is out. Is it inevitable that the price is going to go down and then people will start picking up? Because that's that feels like the roller coaster of how box sets are going right now is that they release it and the people who are super hyped to get it will pay full retail or they'll use a coupon and pay almost full retail. But if you wait it out, if you can play the long game, as Jason is prone to say, if you can play the long game, you can actually get the same same stuff for 30, 40, sometimes even more. So if, if it's 50% off, I'll just throw it out there. Would any of you guys buy this? I, oh, yeah. For the for the whole box set or just the... 50, let's just say it's 50% off of MSRP at some point. Would you buy this 50th anniversary box set? I would buy it, you know, because no. now it's at the right price point. Yeah. Look, I won't I, think, what would 50% off be? Uh, 100? No. What is, it, like, what is it currently priced at? I thought, it, isn't this 300? 320. No. Yeah, yeah, so so call it so it'd be call it one fifty one sixty would be half off. It would sit on my shelf um, as just a, a doorstop <laughs> at this point. Um, you can buy it. You can buy. I'm not even picking up. I'm not even picking up that live record. I decided I you know. You don't want this. It's good. I think yeah, I'm sure it. it is good. Yeah, I, I, I keep, but right now, maybe because it's my age now, I think I'll get it. I'll listen to it for a week or two or whatever, a month, a, a two months. I'll put it on the shelf, and when I'm one up. Am I in the mood of Pink Floyd? Will I pull that? Probably not. So that's my point where I am now in my collection. I, I don't know how much uh, these are going, but where's my copy? Uh, I, but the, the 30th anniversary, I have this. I've had this. And this is the Kevin, is it Kevin Gray or Bernie? One of the big guys. I think it's Kevin Gray. Kevin Gray. Yeah. This, this, from my understanding, is the one to get. If it's not the 2000, because the 2017 sounds good to me. But this allegedly is the definitive. I'm fine with the you know the two sixteen two seventeen. I've heard it as well. And it's, they're not bad. They're not bad. No. But I, I will say that I don't know how much this is going. But if it's going, I think it was going for like a hundred bucks on Discogs right now. Sounds right. That's still a third of a price of a box. Right. So if you just want this record, just get this one. To me, that's the biggest disappointment. I mean. For a 50th anniversary, why not do one great audiophile version, right? And make it a even make it a fairy days. just dropped this in the mail to me. It's the 30th it's anniversary. Oh, what timing! Wait, wow, this is the 30th. Yeah. So, yeah, but what so you yeah. did with the huge fairy just dropped it in the mail. I don't think me. that's a nice way to talk to your partner that way. Well, it's okay. What? Fairy. It's look at it's the music. Is that too counts, soon? Right? Is that too so, bad? Bad taste. Arnold, where do you put this sticker on? Do you have it like somewhere on the house, just like hanging around? It's like, is it a sticker or is it just a print? No, it's a sticker. Look, there's like the lines for oh, okay. to peel off. I don't understand who would put this anywhere, but uh, I, I enjoy this pressing. That's the one that I bought in 2003. So I would just recommend getting this if you only want this. My 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 only problem is that I listen to this record like once a year. I I'm just when I was 14, I listened to this record to death. I have like no need. I have I actually have the the guitar the music sheet that they actually sell separately. 
And the book, it really looks interesting. I'm a huge fan of Throwing Gristle, and Peter Christofferson was one of the photographers for that book. Uh, he worked at Hypnosis. So I'm I'm happy with, with it. Is that the book? I bought the book separate, and I'll tell you why. In my case, it's a photo book. It's simply a photo book. Nothing more. Nothing. Nothing less. And it's it, more than one photographer, right? It's, yeah, and it taught, and it it shows the entire seventy two, seventy three tour, and I got it because I saw both shows in September of seventy two at Winterland, and that's when oh nice uh, they opened up and they played both nights the entire Dark Side of the Moon. Now, of course, we didn't know what it was. I mean, we liked it but we didn't know what it would become. And then they play Echoes and other things, and they talk about that. Unfortunately, there's no pictures from Winterland here. And I just saw someone for the Hoffman Forums, I mentioned, they sent me a link to supposedly one of the Winterland shows because I'd love to hear a show I was at 50-plus years ago. Um, so I bought it because of that reason, because I, I like art books. You know, I don't, need a, I don't need to get another version of it. How much was the book? Um. What's listed at sixty dollars? I think I got oh, it for forty-five or something like that. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, it's still a, a little. I wouldn't say it's expensive for a photo book. That's that's. You know, I, I collect photography books, so it, it's yeah. you know. I would get the book instead of the 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 thing. Again, I don't understand why they put the guitar sheet. Like I, I probably can guess. Oh, you but mean it's that's... just such a niche thing because I would yeah. think what. 20% of the people gonna that buy that box is going to be but interested in that. Those immersion box sets had pins, scarves. Yeah, yeah. This, you know, <laughs> marbles. Marbles. Bibliography sets, yeah. We're talking about merch, and I'll say this. Have anybody here gone to PinkFloyd.com and see their merch? It's yeah. so horrible. It's the you want to see my dark side of the moon socks? <laughs> no, no, yeah, they have socks. Oh, but they have a lot of like <laughs> drinking. They have a lot of like drinking glasses. Dear, dear Norman, thank you for. Oh, sorry. Oh my goodness. All right, I, 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 all right. I, I, that's I, a that's a good that's a good segue. Let's go to our last topic for this pod only version, and then we'll li we'll live stream uh, freestyle. Is this, a, this. is this a podcast? So we're going to do the first part of this, and it's going to be on the pod next week. Mazzy, and then oh, we're just going to freestyle. You're I fine. didn't sign a release. Uh, well, you know, it's uh, once you show your foot in, in a, a view like you just did, it's kind of all games are off. All right, okay. so the last thing I thought we should talk about, I thought it would be interesting to talk about, is the much ballyhooed or lampoon, depending on your POV, Miles Davis, Vinyl Me Please box set. Triple A, Ryan Smith, Brian K. Smith involved. The first question to, to the panel, is anyone picking this up? <laughs> oh wow! We've got a we've got a quorum. So Arnaldo, what, what what speaks to you of this box set? Because these titles, in fairness, are readily available. These titles, when done by Mobile Fidelity, in fairness, sound pretty outstanding. Where are you coming from on this? Okay, so I have started buying the uh, the current represses that MoFi is doing. Um, and I think on the block has not been repressed yet. So on the, corner, on the corner, on the corners. Yeah, sorry. Um, it's okay. And of the seven that are included, I don't have four of them. Okay. And also, they're also presented a few of. Uh, they're presented at thirty-three RPM, um, which I would like to experience. And the presentation quality of vinyl, me please, is always excellent. Maybe I can have it without that stupid strip on top. Um, 
but it doesn't bother me. But maybe I could have full, you know, full bleed artwork instead of a banner up top. And I'm actually quite interested because okay. um, they say that they are triple A. Yeah. Um, they've been very clear that it they were not allowed to use the original master tapes. So they're implying that they used a tape copy. Yeah. Uh, keeping though the process entirely analog. Um, and we'll see how they stack up to the MoFi. So Mazzy, you raised your hand. So you're picking this up because surely yeah. you have all these titles. Okay. I, I have all but one of them. And I'm a big fan of this electronic, this electric era of Miles Davis. I like all Miles for the most part, but I like this electric record. And I'm a huge fan of the MoFi's. And I think the move, the MoFi's, except for maybe kind of blue, are better than the originals. Now, um, what I, what I'm intrigued about is it's funny. I'm not a huge, huge, huge fan of Ryan Smith's mastering stuff. I think this is going to be one off the original, like a dub. And there's nothing wrong with that because a lot of the records we buy in historically are, yes. are that. So that that is not the issue. I think the big difference between the MoFi's and these will be the mastering choice. And I'm a huge, massive fan of Craig Wonderlook, the guy from MoFi, the guy who masters vinyl for MoFi. Even it, because he uses D, DSD, whatever the thing is, he is really good. And I think that's going to be the difference between him and Ryan K. Smith. And I think Ryan K. Smith, I'm not a huge fan of. So I'm really curious on the mastering choices. And some say this will probably sound more like the originals. Well, if that's the case, I like the MoFi's better than the originals. Interesting. But I'm really curious. And I could always sell it if I don't, you know, I don't need it, of course. And I... It was a little bit of a FOMO thing, but I like this, and I'm really a—it's really a curiosity thing for me. Well, and you're also on record as not being a, a Vinyl Me Please member, so did you have to go? I'm not a Vinyl. Surrogate? No, I okay. paid—I paid three ninety nine instead of three fifty, right? Is that okay, what? I got the discount. You know, and the thing is, is my—I like—I have about what twenty, maybe. Uh, I have all the uh, Fiona Apple records, sure. so I pay another ten bucks mm -hmm. usually, or whatever it is. I don't like to subscribe to anything, so I'm never going to be a Vinyl uh, Me Please member. I'm not the audience for that. I, I right. think what they do is really well done, well done, but I don't want something every month they have to worry about and respond to and opt out on or something. Well, it's like the old, it, it, I mean, it is a music club. It's it's very similar to sending in the cards to BMG and Columbia House. The, ma the maintenance part does kind of yeah. suck. I mean, I didn't get a deal. I had $150 in my PayPal and uh, from various things, which is still my money, but I use that towards it. So I got $150 that I like that were kind of free bucks, Mazzy bucks. Yeah. I'm with yeah. You. Mazzy bucks. Exactly. Um, so, J so Jason, I didn't see, did, did you raise your hand on this too? I'm curious. Are you, are you interested in this? Yeah, I'm definitely interested. Um, I haven't pre-ordered it probably next month. I'm trying to save money for Den Bosch. I can't stand all these pre-orders coming up and blowing all my money you know before i go on this trip it's tough it's tough because that's kind of the, the burden and the curse is there's some kind of cool stuff coming out but you also mm -hmm. want to be you know like you're talking about you're traveling you're going to get a lot of hopefully knock on ikea wood here you're going to find some really killer stuff in den Bosch and you have to bring it back but at the same time i don't think you're a multi multi multi-millionaire unless i'm wrong jason in no. that case no okay no. <laughs> jose I mean, Jose, is this in your wheelhouse? What do you think? Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever really heard you talk about jazz before, so clue me in. I, the type of jazz that I listen to, it's not like normal 
type of jazz, I guess. I like jazzy things. I'll say that. Like, for example, one of my favorite bands of all time is Soft Machine, which always delved into the, the jazz thing, but never really 100% went into it, even though there's some records that are extremely just instrumentals. But, uh, and I'm not the biggest Miles Davis fan, and but his 80s stuff and all that, I really enjoy. In a silent way, I, I really like the one. I think it's probably one of my, my favorite ones. But I'm just curious, you know, I, I like Vinyl Me Please. I am not subscribed, but I'll tell you why. I think that I really don't know. Like, I've been collecting for a lot of years. So I really don't know who it is it for because the the classic thing and the other thing, it's just the type of titles that are coming out, they really don't interest me that much most of the time. I'll say that. You know, I think they're actually pretty adventurous. And again, I'm not a yeah, but if you subscribe and you really like have the, to the, cadet, the cadet stuff, the uh, Zamrock stuff, they're, they're taking some swings. They're, 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 what was the one I have? The one over yeah. here, I love get, the Zamrock. I, I bought the Zamrock, I found a copy at Amoeba, and it was about $30 over what what finally please was selling it for. So uh, I was happy. Arnaldo, do you have the Sparkle Horse Vinyl Me Please box? I do. I do oh. have the Sparkle Horse box. Oh, no. um, okay. So here's my experience with, with with Vinyl Me Please. I was I actually started. I subscribed when the Fiona Apple title came out. Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to say that was about four or five four or years five. ago. Yeah. yeah, I think you're right. And I was a member for about two years. Um, I got incredibly frustrated um, with. You know, defective records. Yeah, same. Uh, uh, Bad mailers. Damaged, worst damaged, mailers in the business. Oh, the terrible mailers. Damaged jackets. And slowly I was finding myself swapping or rejecting a lot of the selections because I wasn't interested in them or I had them already. Um, so I suspended for a few years. And last year I joined again. Forgot what prompted me. There was because they've been announcing like three records at a time. Which helps. Yeah, I think that's what's coming up. Yeah, so. Yeah. I started on that and I didn't get any, I didn't have any quality control issues. I want, I want to say for the first six, six or seven months. Um, and I didn't swap any records because they were all records I was interested in. And actually I found myself adding a few of those essential jazz, no, the classic jazz albums, like the mm -hmm. Yusuf Latif album, sure. uh, which was like incredibly surprising for me. I was not familiar with his music, so I really enjoyed it. And then I think, um, I forgot another jazz title I added. But um, to Mazzy's point, I could see probably you have almost all of these records already in your collection, probably have originals. So I could see why maybe you're not, you know. Um, drawn to them. Right? Drawn to like a subscription. You probably find yourself swapping or getting credit more often than I would uh, use it. I don't mind paying another 10 or 20 bucks or so, whatever. So we have a good. So we have a question here from Show G Productions, and maybe anyone on the panel can. I'm not close enough. I can't answer it. We said are, that it's it's a it's one off the original. It's a okay, copy. Okay, so tape. confirm. Perfect. So are the Mofi Miles Electric albums mastered from the original first gen tapes? We said no. They're, they're well, probably they're, one off. They're from a DSD transfer from the original tapes. I think. Oh, right. Yeah. Which uh, you know, my my problem again with with uh, Vinyl Me Please is that there are some titles that I would really have. Love to get, 
for example, the Sparkle Horse box, I think was one of my, the, the things that I really would have wanted. But it sold out quickly, and it was very expensive. I think it's Sparkle Horse records are like five records, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they did, like, I think two, they ex expended to do, like, two records instead of one. And uh, to be honest, I just saw it. I think it was, like, 350, something like that, for five records. I think that's a little too much, uh, at least then. So I didn't. But they sold out so quickly. The the Grateful Dead box, I like the yeah. titles they chose because all the live records I really enjoy. Live net, I think, was one of those. Yeah, yeah. And but you know, I think for this one, there's more titles, and I think there are only three titles in this box that, that MoFi actually released, which is on the it, corner, in a silent way, and um, bitches brew. So the other ones, right. I you know, it's gonna be interesting just to have some. So you know, I have a good story in the Grateful Dead box. I think it was a weird set of records personally but i like right. all the dead so i'm a dead fan i yeah. waited for a long time then i ended up buying it not from vmp uh finally please but through the dead nut net i yeah. bought it like 400 dollars. right i get it and the entire case the blue case is split up the side so i wrote them and they said we're out of cases we don't have any more cases um what what would you like us to do uh, partial refund or whatever. And I said, well, if you give me 50% off, I'll keep it. <laughs> He's got them, man. And, wow. and they gave me 50% refund back. Wow. That's yeah. cut, cut to three months later, out of the blue from dead net, I get this, um, hey, hey, I remember you're looking for a, a box. We found one, but it's not numbered. Do you want it? I said, yes. Yeah. So they sent me, so I have a, a, a perfectly good case, not numbered, my split numbered case, and I got ended up getting the thing for two hundred bucks or whatever. Rush it, right? People it's are saying good. the Jack Johnson one good. was also. Multiple. Well, it's that that was that one record, right? Is it without a net? The one that hasn't been reissued. It's worth it for that one alone. Yeah, that's just. Uh oh, Jose Jose went to the shadow realm. Jose, what happened? <laughs> Frozen. Final me, please. Has found Jose. Now, now I can jump in. <laughs> Final uh, me, please. Okay. Final me, so, police. Yeah, like for example, last month, um, there was a Casey Musgraves album as a selection, and I decided to pass. And so I was browsing through the other stuff, and I picked out this, which is a great album. Very happy with it. Okay. Uh, these. Technically, the second. I don't know. That looks like one of those abortion records. Is <laughs> <laughs> cigarettes? Oh, right, right. Of course. That's that means uh, free abortions in Swedish. Um, no, I, just, I forgot what it means actually. And free on abortion. that, and on that note, maybe oh, Jose has left us for sure. So, so what we'll do is we'll wind this down. This will be the pod only portion. So, Mazzy, we may have to cut out your abortion jokes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> But anyway, so anyway, this is. I didn't say anything about the indictment, did I? Oh no, no, we're going to do that on the freestyle portion. We can talk all about that. But anyway, I want to thank my guest, Jose Moreno Ron, who is now in the shadow realm. Hopefully, he comes back to us. Uh, Arnaldo Fidelios underscore frequency, Jason Rojas, and the one and only Norman Mazoff joined us. He's here, so thanks for joining us. And that was another trip around the turntable. Thanks for listening to Vinyl Community Podcasts.